What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Today in this Union Talk, we're going to be talking about a player that the Philadelphia are actually linked to as well. Ladies and gentlemen, it is MLS Cup playoff time. As round one between the Union and the Red Bull, we played this upcoming Thursday. And of course, here we're going to be previewing that matchup. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get started into this Union Talk, real quick, guys, if you're watching this live on El Parcero Phillies YouTube channel or on DSM Media, consider liking and subscribing to the both of these channels as we talk Philly sports all the damn time from the Union, the Phillies, the Eagles, the Sixers, and the Flyers. So consider joining this community. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to today's video. Philadelphia, Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen, please do me a favor for one second. For one second, give me your attention. Stand the fuck up. Because your Philadelphia Union are in the playoffs again. This is now the fourth straight year that we are in the MLS Cup playoffs, and I ain't playing no games here. I know what happened last year. I know what happened the year prior and the year prior to that. This year, guys, I'm enjoying the ride. I'm flat out enjoying the ride. I, I, I love the excitement going around this team right now. Everyone is all juiced up. We're playing off. We're starting this playoffs against a team we absolutely despise. And it is a lot of freaking fun. And I'm, I'm excited, as you guys should be as well. We got Carly Lloyd hyping everybody up here in Philadelphia. The Union dropping the the the, uh, the playoff rally this, up, this, past week, this past week on Wednesday at the Cherry Street Pier. <coughs> Excuse me. Great time out there. Um, also, I'll say this. I, I, I like to keep it real with you guys, and I, I don't like to sugarcoat anything. I will say that the rally this year was a little bit lacking from what we had in prior. Obviously, you know, COVID does change a lot of things, and I, and I do commend all the workers that work for the Philadelphia Union. They do a great job of marketing the team, bringing stuff that we actually do want. I will say I did feel like it was a little bit weak, especially I've been to Cherry Street Pier it's a great venue for throwing some events. I just thought that it, it was it was lacking from what we had prior. I mean, we went when we had an Xfinity in 2019. That was fun. That was a great time. That was a that was absolutely the pinnacle of what we could do as far as city outing, city events, and of course for a playoff rally, it is truly special. But that's just all I was saying. I think it, it could it definitely could have been uh, much more hyped up, and there wasn't a lot of people in there. It is what it is. It is tough on on in the mid during the middle of the week. Um, late at night, uh, so that was definitely tough. But hey, we're we're all ready. We're all set here for the playoffs here. Of course, we're gonna dive into that matchup. I'll give you guys my pre I'll give you guys a preview, looking into what to look for into that matchup. But what I want to start off with here is this morning there was a report that the Philadelphia Union were linked to a player in Ecuador, um, Alejandro Cabeza, who currently right now plays for Emelec. Uh, he's on loan from Independiente del Valle. Uh, in Ecuador, uh, he's a forward, a prototypical center forward striker. Uh, he's 24 years old. Um, I will say this. When I saw the report, 
I wasn't too happy because I do feel as if the union in this position, they've they've already gone the route of a bargain deal, right? They've tried with Casper Shibilko. They've tried with Sergio Santos. Heck, they even got a guy from Bethlehem, Corey Burke, who kind of came all the way up through the system and worked his ass off, and deservingly so. He deserves to be on this roster, but you've tried that, okay? You've done the bargain deal. You need to go out and spend some money on a guy who's going to get you uh, 30 goals at minimum. We need that killer. This is a good team that you got going on right here. But as we're, as we get into this preview, this Philadelphia Union team has a defensive identity. But listen, you need to score goals. And it's very important when you're looking at these teams that are winning MLS Cups. The ability to score the goal, and more importantly, the ability to have one guy create some of these goals when you need it the most, something the Union have really struggled with over the past couple of seasons, that is something that they really need to do. That's, so that's why I was like, really? We're linked to this guy? A 24-year-old kid who, who's being all sent on loan to Emlek, which is a lower lower team? I think it's still first division, but independent of the value, I don't know too much about Ecuadorian soccer, but I know Independiente del Valle is one of the bigger clubs down there in Ecuador. And they're being loaned off. When I hear that to another club that doesn't have the same prestige as Del Valle, I get a little bit worried, right? 24 years old. He's Right now, if you look at transfer market, his value is around $880,000. Um, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a guy making whose value between two to $5 million. Because I know if I spend... I know it's a lot of money for one player. It's something the Union don't like to do. Last time we did that was on Marco Fabian. And obviously, his legacy here in Philadelphia is, is a little bit controversial, a little little, de little debated. Um, but that is what I'm looking at around the league for as far as a difference maker that this team needs. The ability to spend 2 to $5 million on a player who's going to get you goals when you need them the most. And... When I see him, when I see the fact that he is valued at eight hundred eighty thousand dollars, I'm like, is this really what we need? It just sounds like another Sergio Santos from what I from what I'm seeing, right? But then I started putting on the highlights, and highlights are what they are. But I noticed something. He brings to the table something that we haven't had here in Philadelphia. Um, one thing I've noticed too, especially when teams start, you know, parking the bus using that low block, right? I've noticed that the Union have struggled with crossing in because usually that's 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 the thought, right? When you see teams parking the bus, using that low block, five in the back, right? Just bringing, uh, bringing 10 people back in defense to kind of prevent you from doing anything in the final third. Usually the, the thought is to cross it in, see what you can do over the top. And the Union have been, been struggling with that over the last three years. This guy, this kid, it's really dangerous when the ball's in the air. There's a couple goals I saw where he's using his he's used fucking grasshopper kicks and and he's just really dangerous inside the box. He's got this speed. Um, I don't like his shot too much. Um, I don't think he's got that explosive shot that I'm looking for in my striker. But look, the Union scouting department knows what exactly they are doing. They are really good. But again, when we're talking about this position, we've tried it already with the bargain deals. We need to go ahead and spend big money on a player. It doesn't need to be a big-time player, but the potential needs to be there. This guy is 24 years old. There is still plenty of time for his development, but um, from what I see on paper, it does look good. And the issue is at hand as well, and this has been the problem with the union overall, right? You brought in Daniel Gazdag, right? 
He's able to his ability to create for others is really dangerous, and we're starting to see that he can create for his his own damn self. He's got a nice shot, and with the world in his World Cup qualifying round with Hungary this past week, he had an absolutely cracking goal, looked beautiful uh, for Hungary, and so I, I I think that going forward, Gazak is the future. Gazak is what we need to build around going forward so you need to find a, a, a striker a forward that you can link up play with Casper Shabilko as much as I love Casper look he is lacking in certain aspects I know he likes to do the hold up play and I, I, I appreciate that he's he is willing to you do that but he's not the best at that and he is slow as molasses up there and we need someone with speed I saw um, Alejandro Cabeza working very well with his midfielders um, the great one-two passes that he was working with that as well. So, look, it's not the worst-case scenario, but again, like I'm, I, I will. And obviously, we don't know what's going to happen in these playoffs, right? The Union can get eliminated on Saturday, or they can go all the way. But if we're talking about going forward, my idea for that number nine position is a guy who makes a good amount of money and is going to come in here and just absolutely dominate here. Look, what are we trying to do here? All right, we trying to be good or we trying to be great? See what I did there, Jimmy boy? <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll keep an eye out on the Alejandro Cabeza um, talks. I wanted to bring that up. Of course, you guys can let me know how you feel about it in the comments below. Um, definitely check out that highlight reel um, on YouTube. It was from the Copa Sudamericana, which is like the Europa League in, in South America. You have Copa Libertadores and you have Copa uh, Sudamericana. And I think it was last year's highlights where he was still with Independiente del Valle. And he looked really good. He just flat out looked really good. He's got some speed. Um, he's clinical in the final third. And obviously playing in the Ecuadorian league, that's, that's definitely different. But we are seeing some Ecuadorians coming in this league and actually produce. I know LAFC is loving those Ecuadorians they got out there. Um, so I think that Ecuador is a good place, especially in South America. With the, Especially, they're going through a golden era in Ecuador. Right now, if you look at their World Cup qualification uh, and the Colombian Bowl standings, they're third in, quali in qualifying. They're behind uh, Brazil and Argentina. They're number three. It's crazy to think. And they, I still remember that 6-1 defeat to them in uh, by my Colombia in uh, early in the World Cup qualification rounds this season, this year. But we'll see what we'll, we'll see what goes on. Is uh, the the port was there was a Union scout down there in um in Ecuador who was watching him play. But we'll see what happens. Uh, let's move forward, guys. Of course, uh, we're all ready for Saturday night, uh, Saturday afternoon, I'm sorry, 2.30, Philadelphia Union facing off against the New York Red Bull. Um, this is a different field than last year. Now, number one, we don't have the 20-plus days of a bye week, which I think is ridiculous for the MLS. The fact that New England has to wait 22 days to play another match is in truly incredible, and I don't think that they're going to go far because I do think that they're going to be struggling. I don't know if they get eliminated right off the bat, but that is definitely tough. That's kind of what happened last year. You ran into a, a New England Revolution squad that was hungry. You played them six times in a season. Honestly, that kind of was bound to happen. It was really unfortunate. This year, the Union are actually going into the playoffs with some momentum. I don't want to look at the NYCFC draw in, in, uh, in Yankee Stadium as any indicator of what the Union are going to look like in the playoffs because, look, and the half at the second half, the Union knew they had locked up the second the second seed. They weren't going to go all in for that win. They wanted to conserve their energy. They didn't want to risk any further injuries, so they just you know parked the bus, I guess. And but regardless, their results before that were pretty you know to me motivating. And I think that they are coming in here with some motivation. And also to last year, 
That definitely has to be something that, like a little chip on their shoulder. They don't want to go through that again. They understand the pressure at hand here. But I want to believe that the experiences in 2019, the experiences in the three Open Cup final losses, the experience in the CCL semifinal loss this year to Club America, I want to believe that all of that has happened is going to uh, be a learning experience and be the difference maker for the Union to get past this Red Bull squad. But let's look at the matchup here. So in the first three matchups between these two teams in the regular season, one at Super Park, two at Red Bull Arena. It, it, it's a typical Red Bull Union team. Both of these squads are built very similarly, similar styles as Ernst Tanner brought over his German high press, the 4-4-2 diamond, das high press. And of course, it's, he comes from the Red Bull system. Uh, I think he was part of Hoffenheim and then Red Bull and obviously came here. So both sides, both teams have similar style. That's why when you've seen the three regular season matches, that's why it was so evenly contested because both sides pretty much play the same type of soccer. So you're literally seeing fire fighting fire. And we've got a one nothing win in Super Park. The two draws, 1-1 draws in Red Bull Arena. You had the one game where Matt Freeze coming off of a tragedy with his father passing away, getting a red card. Um, and then you had the late another late, uh, late point stealer in the second game there at Red Bull Arena. And this game, I think it's going to be a lot of the same. I do think it's going to be close. Um, both teams are pretty tact tactically flexible as well as the Red Bull have been. They were, for years, they were running this 4-3-3, a typical German high press. Then this year, um, they turned the, they turn over the roster a lot. They have they actually switched over to a 4-4-2 diamond, you know. <laughs> um, uh they kind of copied copied us, and that's the ultimate Ford form of flattery, I guess you could say. But regardless, we in the past couple the past month we've seen them even change to a three back set. And with the Union, we've seen the, the we've seen the four four two diamond being the base of this Union team. We've seen the three we've seen one game where they ran a three back set. We've seen them run now over the past month this Christmas tree formation like the old school uh, Champions League Carlo Ancelotti AC Milan squad with the four three two one. Um, and honestly, that's actually worked pretty well for the Union. You're seeing them uh, in the attack. They're able to move, actually move the ball a little bit better in the attack, especially in the final third. It, it's actually unlocking Daniel Gazak's ability and the Jamiro Montero running up and down or Pax Narenson running up, up and down the pitch as well. And it's, it's been relieving some pressure off of Kasper Shabilko. He's able to do what he wants. And then you got obviously have uh, Olivier Baizo and Kai Wagner on both flanks being able to, uh, to add attack on the width. And then, of course, those three midfielders, you know, it's been changing up. But for the most part, it's been Leon, Jose, and, and Ali as those three uh, holding midfielders back there. They're able to kind of... There's been a lot of freedom by everybody with this 4-3-2-1. And it's going to be interesting to see. I wonder what Jim is going to run with in this first game. I do expect the Christmas tree to be available for this match. I, I know Sergio Santos is, is healthy as of right now, but I don't want to risk further injury. I think for right now, you treat him like a super sub, have him come out in that second half, uh, have him play 40, 30 minutes, I don't want to see him playing 90 minutes because I need him for the long haul. I need his ability going forward in, in, in the long haul. So 
it's going to be definitely important. But overall, like I think if the Union play their game, I, I know they're similar styles, but on paper, the Union are a better team. The Red Bull have some good young players. You know, your Kyle Duncans, your Yearwoods, Chris Tolkien had a, some two great matches against the Union in in both in both at when they were Red Bull Arena, which is crazy to think. Chris Tolkien has been their best young player. The story going into the season was Caden Clark. He was supposed to be what Brandon Aronson was last season, and I feel like he's just ready for Leipzig. He's already a he's already a, a, a property of RB Leipzig, and I think he's just ready for Bundesliga. If I'm being quite honest with you, but you know this is your last days. You're from the area. Right, go out there and give it your all. This is your last chance in the MLS until the, later on in your career, and it's not a good look if you're going to Leipzig. What is Leipzig gonna say? I mean, I, I don't know. That's 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 not my problem. That's Red Bull problem. But um, to me, that that's that's the thing. Like, I think they have a lot of good young talent, and it's impressive that they were able to make it into the playoffs the way they did. Um, Kamala and Fabio, great on the on top of their formation. Kamala being more of the um, holding guy with Fabio being a solid number nine. Um, but I think that the Union are built for this type of situation. And I want to say this too. The Red Bull, yo, 12 straight, was it 12 straight seasons consecutively making the playoffs? That's pretty damn good. For a franchise, for a club that's received a lot of criticism this year from their fan base and from the national MLS media, it's truly incredible for them to still stick around and still be putting up these type of numbers. So truly incredible. But... Union are on their way to to being to being there to being that type of team, and and I think I think the Union have finally surpassed the New York Red Bull. I think it's obvious what we have seen now. Formation wise, go for the Union. I think it's going to be a lot of the same thing. I already said it's probably going to be more likely to be that Christmas tree with Andre Blake being the goalkeeper. Your back line being Kai Wagner, Jakob Glesnitz, Jack Elliott, and Olivier Baizo with your midfield. Being Leon Flock, Jose Brujo Martinez, and Alejandro Bedoya, your two attacking uh, midfielders, Jamiro Montero and um, and Daniel Gazdak, with the number nine, of course, being Casper Shabilko. Now, quick reminder, guys, El Sino, El Sino, he's actually going to be in the 18. Jim already said that, so. Man, Red Bull are probably sweating at the fact that El Sino could potentially be coming out in that second half. He is an absolute Red Bull killer. And I'm curious to see how Jim uses him in that second half if he's if he does use him as one of those um, as one of those super subs that he's always been. But it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun matchup. Uh, I'm not sure how the weather's gonna be. It's gonna be a 2:30 matchup. Please make sure you're dressed warm. I will be there as well. But I do expect that the Philadelphia Union, it's going to be a tight one. I think it, the, the difference is going to be in the second half. Who's going to outlast in the 90 minutes? Um, it's going to be a. This is going to be the definition of a chess match tomorrow. Tomorrow, but I, in the end, I do think we're going to see three goals in the matter of 20 minutes tomorrow in the second half. But I think that the Union, in the end of the day, are going to have not only the star power, but the experience to move forward and get the job done. I see the Union winning tomorrow 2-1, to one, and we move on. And, you know, hopefully we don't have to play Nashville, but hey, if we do, we, listen, whatever comes our way, comes our way. We got to be prepared for it. And again, all the experiences that we have dealt with this season is going to be important going forward. And you know one, one more two before we, before we sign off. Curious to see how much the kids do play. The kids, and I'm talking about Paxson, I'm talking about Jack, and I'm talking about Quinn, 
how much is Jim going to rely on them in this game here as well? So that is all going to be interesting stuff to, to see as well if they do contribute in this game. But guys, that's going to do it for me here. Again, Union tomorrow, 2.30 at home, round one, MLS Cup playoffs against New York Red Bull. You can probably find it on ABC or PHL 17 on local. If you want to watch it streaming-wise, the Union do a great job of streaming it through their online website. Just go on PhiladelphiaUnion.com, and you can watch it there for free. For free. Ladies and gentlemen, before we sign off, if you're watching this live on Ed Barcelo Philly's YouTube channel or on DSM Media, make sure you guys hit that like button and subscribe. If you like what you see, and consider subscribing for all of your Philly sports needs. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys to do bon. Talk to you guys soon.